Hey, welcome everybody to Menace Podman once again. I am Scott Keller along with Steve St. Pierre. Uh, we are at NBA Week 26, and uh, obviously the plan started this week. And as of today, um, we know all but you know two seeds, the eight seeds that are going to play. So um, going forward in this episode, we'll be able to um, you know put some predictions out there and a little bit of analysis on the playoff matchups. Um, I know Steve has an injury report, so that it might play into that as well. And yeah, no, that's, I, I think that'll cover a lot of it. So I think we'll just have fun doing that. Um, yeah, you can follow us at menace podman on Twitter. We got a cool new profile photo up there that I uh, just created today. Please check it out. It's phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. A little homage to NBA jam. So hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun to make. I, I had a little spare time today. Um, yeah, uh, as always, if you're into sports betting, go check out Outlier to Bet. Um, you can follow, you know, or you can find everything you need as far as trends, insights on their app. Or you can use their desktop. We got a link on the top of our Twitter page, so go check it out. Get a seven day free trial, perfect for the playoffs, making some bets. So, uh, where shall I start? Name on your paper, first thing. So I'm just going to start with something fun. Hey, I didn't tell you about this, but here it is. So the NBA, maybe you saw it anyway, but the NBA released their top selling team merchandise for the second half of the year. I did not see this. All right. So I was, I was just going to test you, give you a little quiz here. It'll be kind of fun. Oh so, boy, here we go. So, so I got two. I actually got the top selling NBA jerseys, the top 15, and I got the top selling NBA merchandise, just teams total for the second half. So top 10 teams, go ahead, spout off like five. I'm sure they'll all <laughs> five, fit on there. Okay, good. I was going to say, don't give me all 10. Um, Golden State. Number two. Okay. Lakers. Number one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Bucks. Number five. Okay. Wow. Just, just snuck it in there. Uh, only because of Giannis. Yep. Most likely. Yep. Um, Knicks. The Knicks are up there, number seven. Okay, and we'll throw Nets in there too. The Nets are number ten. Okay, so, yeah. so, that, and I bet they were probably higher before the trade deadline. Most likely with the uh, Durant, yeah, merchandise. But yeah, so you got five out of the ten. So yeah, it was Lakers, All right. Warriors. Cool. Three was the Boston Celtics. Just some Tatum. <laughs> that was gonna be my next guess. <laughs> and number four was the uh, uh, Phoenix Suns hopped in there. So probably the Durant factor. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee five, Chicago number six, which is interesting. But yeah. just the the city, I guess, fan base and things like that. But yeah, number, no question. Number seven, New York Knicks. Number eight, Philadelphia 76ers. Number nine was the Dallas Mavericks. So that was your. Uh, Brooklyn, Kyrie stuff, um, mm-hmm. and number ten was Brooklyn. All right, and then this this one's really easy, but I'm just gonna so the top fifteen top selling NBA jerseys of the second half. Go for it. Name off five guys. Uh, Steph, number two. LeBron, number one. Giannis, number four. Um, Yeah, this is kind of tough. Uh, I was gonna Luka? Say, yeah, number five. Okay, I think you got four out of five right there. So okay, um, let me let me try to get the last one. Is right. it Durant? Durant is number six. How about AD? AD is not on the top fifteen. Actually, okay. Wow. Wow. Number three. Well, so number three is Jason Tatum. <laughs> I was gonna say him. So he's there. But yeah. So you you had the top six there. Booker was seven. Morant eight. Okay. Uh, Damian Dame Lillard number nine. Kyrie ten. Lamelo Ball eleven. Jokic twelve. Embiid thirteen. Jalen Brown fourteen. And then number fifteen is the biggest surprise. I thought I never thought this would be on there. Jordan Poole. Wow. Wow. Number 15 selling NBA. But not Anthony Davis on the Lakers. No. That's a little surprising. No. Anyways, so it's a little bit of fun. Yeah. yeah, I guess let's start with your injury report because that'll probably, we'll probably need those (laughs) for our predictions. Yeah. Yeah. These are pretty big. Um, I'll go as fast as I can here. I don't think there's going to be too much to have to like really break down with these, but, you know, just getting them out there, like you said, to kind of set us up for our predictions. So, um, we'll start with Paul George. 
Um, he's got the sprained knee. We talked about him before. Um, he is officially expected to be sidelined to start the first round against Phoenix. So, um, you know, kind of day to day, but, you know, sounds like he'll miss at least the first couple few games of the series. We'll see how long it goes. We'll see, you know, how the Clippers look here. Another guy in the Clippers, Marcus Morris. He's been out with back spasms. He's actually missed um, several games now, you know, a handful, probably like six or seven games. Um, he has returned to practice, but he remains day-to-day. -day, so he might not be ready to go. Um, you know, we'll have to see. It's a good sign that he's back in practice, but um, if he is back, I assume he'll probably start. But you never know. I mean, they've had to change their lineup so many times because of guys being in and out. Um, you know, we'll have to see. Clippers are going to be a tough team to kind of project and, you know, predict the rotations. And that's going to be a great series against the Suns, man. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, next on my list is Jalen Brown. He's got a finger laceration on his right hand. Um, pretty bizarre. I guess he was watering flowers. <laughs> and cut himself did you hear I that i didn't hear it? about this no yeah pretty crazy um they were making fun of him on tnt they were like you gotta hire somebody for that <laughs> that's pretty uh, funny. I, I, I was just i was just out in the backyard today since it was so nice and i, I was you know pulling out some of the dead stuff and we'll be careful it, back it, there it man. scratched me up so yeah I, I get it you know be no careful. lacerations or anything but <laughs> that's good got me a little bit well um it sounds like he'll be ready to go um you know, they're just kind of taking it easy in practice. Obviously, they're, you know, waiting for things to start. They're waiting for the plan to end. Uh, we know that they're going to be going up against uh, the Hawks because um, Atlanta won last night. So they secured that number seven seed. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, I think Brown's going to be good to go. Um, the Cavs have a couple injuries right now. Darius Garland has a bruised left leg. Um, he should be ready to go for the start of their matchup against the Knicks. Um, he's missed a couple games, but it sounds like with the time off, he should be good to go. Um, Isaac Okoro, he has left knee soreness, and he, kind of like Morris, he's been out for a while. I think it was like six or seven games for him, too. Um, he's also returned to practice, and he hopes to be ready for the start of the first round. So we'll see. Um, I assume he'll be in the starting lineup if he's good to go. Um, if not, it's anybody's guess who they wind up rolling with um, at the small forward spot. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Andrew Wiggins, we've talked a lot about him. He's been out for a long time because of personal reasons, and there's been all kinds of rumors on Twitter and social media. I won't get into any of that stuff. Um, whatever he is, it was, it was really cool with the, the Warriors just giving him time to do whatever, though. I was reading all those tweets. Yeah, stuff, for so. sure. Uh, classy move, for sure. And um, the good news is he's back in practice. They're saying he looks good. Um, he's taking contact and stuff. He looks ready to go. So hopefully, fingers crossed, he'll be back. Um, he's another one that if he's back, he's probably in the starting lineup. I mean, he, they might. Try to bring them along a little slowly. Um, maybe wait and see if they lose a game or two and then and then make an adjustment and put them in the lineup. But we'll have to see. Um, I almost don't even want to bring this guy up, but Zion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and just put it out there. Zion Williamson, he's been out this whole time, strained right hamstring, and he remains out indefinitely. Uh, Woj came out, I think it was earlier this week or late last week, and said he's not expected to be ready to go for the beginning of the playoffs, if they even make it past the play-in. And then he himself came out and said, you know, I'm not ready to go yet. I don't feel like Zion. When I feel like Zion, again, it's that third person thing. Yeah, it um, made me. It actually made me laugh a little bit because I was like, what does feeling like Zion feel like? Because I don't yeah, think, has he not, ever been healthy? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not, you know, the best comparison right now. I would, I would say right now, he, go on. he probably feels a lot like Zion right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based on based on what he's shown us so far, um, but yeah, yeah, we're not gonna see him. It, no, you know, I don't even know that they're gonna make it in. And uh, if they, even if they did, I just I wouldn't put my money on seeing him. So, um, you know, again, better luck next year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
That might be a new drop. We might... <laughs> that, was very sin- <laughs> that was very sincere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. I can't wait. <laughs> um, Julius Randle, left ankle sprain. He has been out, but he returned to practice, and he's expected to be ready to go, which is huge because obviously he's a big part of their team. They're going to need him. Um, I know we kind of foreshadowed already a little bit with the Knicks and Cavs and kind of our yep. thoughts on that. Uh, we'll get into that, but obviously him playing is going to be, you know, pretty much mandatory for them to go anywhere um, and make any kind of run. So that's huge having him back. Uh, for the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, he's been out with um, neck stiffness. Yeah, neck stiffness. <laughs> I got Nick's on my mind still. <laughs> Um, neck stiffness, but he's expected to be ready to go. Um, he's just missed a couple of games, having the time off, should be good to go. Um, not expecting any kind of issues with him. Uh, this next guy, there are issues. Uh, Jaden McDaniels <laughs> and really the entire Timberwolves team. And I don't know how much you wanted to get into that stuff, but um, I'll, uh, I'll knock out the Jaden McDaniels news here. He has a fractured right hand because he punched a wall. For anybody who didn't see it, he did it during the game. Had to come out of the game because of foul trouble. Punches a wall. Um, yeah, fractured right hand. He's placed in a cast. He's out indefinitely. He's probably done for the year. So, yep. Big uh, very, big. <laughs> very immature, man. And it's something that, like, you know, if he wants to take the next step in his career and his growth, and if that team wants to become a legit contender, these guys got to grow up a little bit. They got to mature, stuff like that. Just can't do it. You got to control your emotions. Um, yeah. Say the, the Wolves showed us a lot this week, I think. They sure did. The last couple of days with the yeah. Bear thing, and then yeah. uh, even Anthony Edwards the other day just stinking it up. Um, yeah. Doing what I always hate about having him on a fantasy team is he just – some days he just shoots – I, I don't know. I don't want to say light, lights on. I don't know. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just can't hit anything. So yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And fell apart. Lakers yep. came back and won that game, but yeah, for sure. Uh, we're doing a good job ripping through these. I only got a couple more here. Um, the bucks, Chris Middleton, he's got right knee soreness. Um, he has returned to practice, but he remains day to day. And um, same thing can be said about Grayson Allen. He has a right ankle sprain. He's back at practice, but he's day-to-day. They're both kind of questionable. We'll have to see how they do these next couple of days, how they feel, um, how their injuries respond, you know, the day after practice and that sort yeah. of stuff. So you know, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on those two, and uh, we'll look to see if they're good to go for the start. Um, and then the last one is your boy, Steven Adams. Uh, he's yeah. been out with the sprained right knee and they did confirm he's expected to miss the entire postseason. So that's a, it's a big loss literally and figuratively for the Grizz. Um, they really could have used them. They're going to be taking on the Lakers, that two, seven matchup. Uh, they could have used that height, that size and that veteran leadership. We've talked about it. Um, you know, now they're going to have to go a little bit smaller. They're going to have to depend on some younger guys, um, little inexperienced, but it is what it is, you know. We'll yeah, see how they it. adjust, and we'll see how they do. Yeah, people can continue sitting on his arms and around his neck and watching basketball. <laughs> I guess it's, it's not doing anything. But. Yeah, and that's all I got for the uh, for the injury report here. <laughs> Sounds good. I was I was going to say another comment, but I'll I'll keep. It <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. That. So as far as first round matchups, um, I think. I think we should just start on the East because I think the West is, I don't even know where to Thank go with you. the West, but we'll start with the East. Thank you. I, think, I think it's a little bit easier to try and sort through here. A little. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, well, I guess the ones, we'll just start there because I don't think that's that difficult, but the one seed, obviously Milwaukee, they'll be playing the winner of <laughs> the Miami and Chicago or Toronto game that's happening yep. tonight. Yep. Um, I guess I, I think everybody thought actually, I think everybody and their mother thought uh, Miami was going to be Atlanta yesterday, but I, we mentioned, I mentioned to you in text and I was like, Hey, Atlanta can get hot once, but they can't get hot for a whole series. I don't think so. Um, yeah. 
I guess that kind of leads me to the two seed. Let's start there then. Sure. <laughs> Boston sure. and Atlanta then at two seven. Um, uh, myself personally, I picked Boston to go to the finals. Um, but as far as just this matchup's considered, two, I don't Boston. I, I just don't think they can be beat. I mean, I think Atlanta can win a few, um, like they just did against Miami by outscoring. Um, yeah. the Celtics in one game, um, Trey young, we've seen before with ice Trey and all that stuff in the, the past couple of years, he can, he can take over a series. So I think, I think they might get a couple games, but I, I, I think Boston takes them out in five or six here. That's exactly what I was going to say too. And, you know, it's, I, I kind of want to choose between five or six games. I think the reason why I'm going to maybe say six is because I think this coaching matchup is going to be very interesting. Um, Quinn Snyder, he's brand new to the Hawks, but he's been around for a long time. He had a lot of success. A playoff, um, not playoff success per se, but just a lot of experience with the Jazz. And I think that's really going to help him in terms of like making adjustments and stuff like that. You know, Boston, you know, their coach is young. You know, this is, you know, his first time being the head coach. And, you know, it's going it, to, it's, there's going to come a time where he will need to make some adjustments. And that's kind of your first test to, you know, seeing, all right, you know, do you have what it takes? I think he does. He's proven himself already, you know, what he's done this season. But, um, yeah, man, it's going to be um, – it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's Celtics. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say six. I think Atlanta's going to find a way to win two games – but it wouldn't shock me if they only win one. I, I would be pretty shocked if they got completely swept. Um, but the Celtics are really good. And if they're fully healthy, good to go, everybody, you know, Jalen Brown's good. Their guards are all good. Um, yeah, they won't have too much trouble. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the favorite right now is Boston and five. I have plus 155 on FanDuel at least. And then obviously Boston is just minus 1200 huge favorite to to win the series but yeah i don't think too much thought there um so yeah i'm gonna go back down to the milwaukee game so Mil our series milwaukee will end up playing like we said miami or toronto or chicago there i don't think it matters who it is no and and i actually think this one could be a sweep <laughs> i think yeah. it could happen in this one but again one team can get hot, win a game, and so five is probably where I'll go again. But there always seems to be a sweep somewhere, and I could, I never pick a sweep. So um, that's the one I'm going to take, though. I'm going to take Milwaukee in a sweep. I, don't, I just don't think anybody can beat Milwaukee um, anywhere, anytime right now. They're just on fire. I want to see um, the, the final injury report before I formally make a prediction on this, but I'm leaning the same. I think if Middleton and Grayson Allen are both good to go – it's hard not to pick a sweep here. Um, you know, Miami, if they wind up getting in, um, you know, we've seen them against the Bucks before and we've seen Miami, you know, we've talked a lot about Miami on here and, you know, they've got experience, you know, they have somewhat what it takes to make a deep run. But like we've said, they don't have the kind of depth this year that they've had in the past. And, you know, they look like garbage against the Hawks. I, I just, uh, and that was at home, too. That was a tough loss, man. And the way they came out, so lethargic. Um, it's just not a good not a good showing, not a good sign. Yeah. So, I was going to say, know, I think a team like Miami can hold up against a, a Cleveland or a New York or something like that with a little slower pace. But I, I think Milwaukee's got a good enough pace and good enough offense that Miami just – they won't be able to outscore them. So. I do like the Raptors, though. I think if, if the Raptors wind up winning tonight, you know, you know, this is April 12th, so, you know, we've got the play-in. This is the, you know, 9 versus 10 game tonight, Toronto and Chicago. If Toronto wins tonight and then goes on to play against Miami and they somehow beat Miami and get in, I think they could maybe get a game from the Bucks and and maybe make most of the games somewhat competitive. I like their team. They have experience. I mean, granted, you know, when they won a championship, they had Kawhi Leonard. They don't have him anymore, obviously, but they have a lot of those same guys. They've got this, you know, most of that coaching staff. I mean, they've got some experience there. So, uh, but again, at the end of the day, this is Milwaukee, you know, I think they're going to either sweep or, you know, 
maybe winning five games, probably max. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto's interesting because it, they played all those starters all season. You would feel at some point, you know, they're going to run out of some juice here. And I would think, <laughs> yeah, it's we've Milwaukee talked about it. a team that would definitely take advantage of that. Yeah. They just don't have much depth. So. But I like their team now. And, and we talked about with Pirtle and, and how he fits in well with the rest of those guys. And they're so balanced out now. They've got every guy's kind of like at their natural spot. It just, yeah. I like their team. I think even if they lose, they've really got something they can build on. I know this is a big summer for them. They're going to have some, um, pending free agents and, you know, Nick Nurse, I think his contract is up or something like that. So um, they're going to have some big decisions to make, you know, once they do lose and their season's over. But um, I like their team. And I think right now um, they can give anybody at least a little bit of a run. But, you know, we'll see what happens. They got to win a couple games just to even get out of the play-in tournament. So we'll see what happens. I guess one more tidbit for me, too. I thought Toronto and Miami were going to be higher than the, the seeds that they're at this season. Oh, yeah, no question. I yeah. thought Brooklyn was going to drop down. I didn't think they were going to yeah. stick around six, and I, I didn't think Atlanta was going to be in seven. I thought they were going to you know lose in their first round of a you know 9-10 matchup or something to the play. Yeah. So I didn't think either of those teams would be there. I thought they'd be up higher, and then it's another story. But it, they've definitely underachieved. So. Yeah, no question. But, yeah, definitely totally potential. Um, moving on to, let's see, I'll, I'll just go straight to Cleveland, New York. I think that's the most even – fun matchup we have in the east the winner of that game will play the winner of the milwaukee series um as the bracket is laid out um which i love (laughs) no receding and just (laughs) play the bracket i love it um so yeah i'll I'll let you start with that one cleveland new york i'm going cleveland i'm taking cleveland in seven and the reason being they've got the home court advantage and also what we talked about with randall not being 100 percent. if new york's gonna win randall's gotta be a hundred percent I don't even think they can win if he's at like 85, 90. I think he's got to be a hundred percent. He's got to be the guy that we saw um, like a month ago when he was putting up like 40 points, you know, averaging like in the (laughs) forties, shooting the lights out. Um, They're going to need that. Brunson's been in and out of the lineup. He's got to be full, ready to go. They need all hands on deck. I think they can do it. And I know you're about to, say that you think that they will um yeah they can definitely do it but um i got cleveland i just think they're the better all-around team and i think having that home court advantage is going to be extremely crucial but it's going to be a great series um and i could definitely you know i wouldn't be shocked to see new york beat them but my pick is Cavs and seven yeah, I um, I, Cleveland's. I, I'm using FanDuel odds, by the way, today. Um, so Cleveland Cavaliers are minus two hundred five to win the series, and the Knicks plus one seventy two. So obviously, Cleveland's a pretty decent, substantial favorite to win this one. And as far as numbers, number of games, uh, seven games is the preferred at plus one ninety. So you kind of hit that right on the nose. Um, I yeah, for some, it you are exactly right though. As far as Randall, if, if Randall's, you know. 50 percent i i don't think they do pull it off but i'm gonna say randall isn't i'm gonna say randall's good i'm gonna say randall plays well and i think just head-to-head full potential if he is 100 percent or somewhere very close to that 90 95 i think the knicks can pull it off only because i think cleveland new york again it's more of a grinded out series where that's cleveland is i don't know where they are ranked in pace probably almost dead last <laughs> they're one of the slowest teams <laughs> in the nba um they do have that home court advantage, but I, I think it's one of those things, you know, if, it, if the Knicks can steal one of the first two games, then I like the Knicks there. If, if the Knicks don't get either of those, one of those two games, they go down to nothing. I think it's pretty much done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just love the Knicks. I think they can, again, as far as, I, I think they can outscore Cleveland and I think they can do it. I know Donovan can go off and things like that, but I think all around the Knicks, just I, I just like the Knicks better. I don't, I don't know what else. To and say. you might be right. I think it's going to come down to a lot of the role players. You know, for the Knicks, it's going to be guys like Hart, Barrett, quickly, uh, quickly for sure. Yep. And then you know, for Cleveland, it's good. You know, we talked about Okoro. Is if he's healthy, I mean, he was he was doing really well for them in the starting lineup, just you know, playing his role. And if he's solid defensively and consistent enough on the offensive end, you know, can give them a solid you know ten twelve points a game hit some open shots, that sort of thing. 
And I think um, RJ Barrett's probably a huge key in this too, because he's, yeah. he's Dr. You know, check Mr. Hyde type thing. He yeah. shows up some games and he doesn't. If he and but we've seen him, you know, in past playoffs, like be a, a guy, um, be the man yeah. <laughs> before Brunson yeah. was there and things like that. And then I see Mobley and Jared Allen. I love Jared Allen, but some he, he had some, you know, late season type things where he was in and out too. And then Mobley kind of goes back and forth. So I don't know. I just like yeah, the and on, on the New York side, you know, Mitchell Robinson's no slouch either. And yep, yep, he's, you know, him. if he, if he's, as long as he's healthy, um, you know, that kind of evens out that matchup a little bit. So yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to come down to the end. Um, it's going to be tight. I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. That's a tough one. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that one definitely could go either way, but I'm glad we disagreed on one at least. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last ever matchup, so slightly. Uh, yep. Yeah, I know. And the last matchup in the East, uh, the 76ers in the Brooklyn Nets. I, you can go ahead and start that one if you'd like to. I, I've got the Sixers, but I think the Nets are going to surprise people a little bit. They're going to be competitive. They're going to play really hard. They have to be healthy, though. You know, this is going to be a common theme here, but. Um, especially them, they don't have the kind of star power that the Sixers have. And, you know, they're not going to have the home court advantage. So um, they're going to need all hands on deck. But, um, you know, we talked last week about how much I love Bridges. You know, Mikel Bridges, he's the man. Uh, Cam Johnson's looked really good for them. And um, if they have all their other guys healthy and ready to go, um, you know, they're versatile. They can switch, you know, pretty much everybody – on their team can switch and guard whoever. Um, that being said, nobody's truly going to be able to guard Embiid. And, you know, as long as Embiid's good to go, he's going to dominate. If Harden's healthy, uh, we talked about Maxi. if he's good to go. I just think Philly has too much depth, too much talent around Embiid uh, for anybody on Brooklyn to be able to truly contend with. So um, I'm going to say Philly, but I'm going to say Brooklyn gets a game or two. Um I'll say they get one game, but that but a lot of the other games I think will be closer than people expect. But I'll say Sixers and five. Interesting. So yeah, books have Sixers and five <laughs> as the favorite number there. I uh, I I don't have much to add to that because that's exactly I think how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I love Miles Bridges. I love Maxi too. I love Maxi a lot. Um, yeah. But like you mentioned him um, earlier, is you know we'll see how completely healthy he is. But this, mm, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one. I just I like the Sixers this year. I, I think they're going to be you know really good. I love the addition of DeAnthony Melton. I think he's a great fit, and um, I, I I hope for their sake that those guys can all be healthy because I do want to see how this team can do when they have the max talent out there playing and, and good to go. I don't want to see too many injuries. I want to see these guys healthy and see how far they can go. But, yeah, um, yeah I like them getting out of the first round pretty easily. Yeah, I am I guess I'm leaning towards the sweep, actually, <laughs> just because I, I think the Sixers take the first two at home, and then I think Brooklyn kind of just, I don't know, they just can't keep up. Yeah. We'll see. You might not be you, – you, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll go six yeah. or sweep on this one. So sounds good. So yeah, basically it will turn out. I, we're we're just gonna go through the first round, but this sets us up for Milwaukee or yeah, Milwaukee versus either Cleveland or New York, depending on who's right. And then we both like yeah. Sixers and the Celtics, which should be a fun second round matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna now, be great. The juggernaut that is the West. Here we go. <laughs> this, <laughs> I I feel like every year there's somebody you can pick and. Obviously, me early in the year, at the beginning of the year, I liked the Clippers, and I still liked the Clippers. And I'll, I'll start there just because this looks like one of the most fun is the 4-5 yeah. matchup between Phoenix yeah. and the Clippers. Now, I liked the Clippers all the way up until last week when Paul George, <laughs> or the week before, I think it was two weeks, yeah. where he tweaked his ankle there, and uh, he's, he shouldn't be back this series, so it should be a whole other series. So I kind of feel like at this point, I don't even like him to get out of the first round. I know Phoenix is a heavy favorite actually to win the series in five, I believe. Oh, wow. Which is 
I feel like a little too steep. I think six is probably yeah a little better. Um, but it seems like Phoenix is getting it together at the right time. Durant seems to be okay, so I think he should be a little, you know, yeah. barring any other injuries. Um, I, I think they'll be all right. I and I think it's mainly the Paul George thing that's really thrown me off. If Paul George was there, I'd probably take the Clippers in like you know six or seven. But without yeah. Paul George, I I think Phoenix pulls this one out and probably might even get further in the next round. Yeah, and the five-game thing probably is based on Paul George being out. Exactly. Um, I still think the Clippers have too much ta- uh, too much depth, and we've talked about how deep they truly go. We've talked about guys like Covington um, who have barely played this season but have the talent, have the ability to step up. Um, I think they're going to help them get a game or two. I'm going to say Suns in six. I yep. think uh, – you know, and if PG comes back early and surprises people and he's good, he's he's like legitimately, you know, he's not just a decoy out there, like he's ready to go and he's back to being Paul George. Um, that's gonna make it even tougher for Phoenix to close him out. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna my gut's telling me six games, sons. Yeah. And I, I'd almost say seven too, based on just home court advantage. I think it's kind of similar to the Cleveland, New York situation on the other side of the bracket where Phoenix just has home court. And I think you get to a game seven, you're at home, probably going to win that game. Yeah. Clippers have a good team, man. They're really deep. Every position. Um, If the rest of their guys are healthy, even if PG misses the first, you know, a couple games, if everybody else is out there man, they still got a squad, they still got a lot of depth and, you know, versatility again, like they're another team that they can, they can switch defensively. Um, you know, multiple positions, guard different guys. So, yeah, man, the matchups are going to be fun to watch. It's going to be it's going to be a good series. Yeah. And then I guess I'll go who they'll be matching up with in the second round will be the winner of the one eight matchup, which is obviously the Denver Nuggets. They will be playing the winner of Minnesota versus Oklahoma City slash New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Just to set it up the way I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Pelicans beat OKC. OKC has been kind of backing up into the end of the season here. Brandon yeah. has been on fire, so I think the Pelicans take that one. And then the Pelicans will play the Wolves, and that I don't know what to expect. I'm actually thinking the Wolves will end up winning that one just because I don't think Anthony Edwards has two awful games in a row. <laughs> no, and I think they've been through so much turmoil here the last you know few days. Yeah. I don't know how much worse it can get, but I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Um, But, you know, Rudy Gobert was suspended. He'll be back. Um, He needs to have a big game. He needs to come back and really, you know, kind of resurrect his value here. Um, That whole team does, and and I think they will. I agree with you. I think Minnesota finds a way to win. Um, they'll beat the winner, like you said, of the Pelicans Thunder. And I agree with you. I think Pelicans take take the game tonight. Um, Minnesota beats them, and that sets us up for Nuggets and Timberwolves. Yep. And if it is Nuggets, Timberwolves, I'm still not on this Nugget um, train. I, I think they pull it off, but I think this can go seven games. I completely um, agree. I- Completely agree. I was going to say that. Um, I'm not sold on the Nuggets either. I don't think they have it. They have more depth this year than they've had. Um, And it helps that their starters are all pretty much looking healthy here. Good to go. But you're right, man. Can't really fully trust them. They haven't shown us in the playoffs. I mean, I guess during the bubble, they had a deep run. But um, yeah, man, that was, you know. Three years ago. So when when we saw him kind of hit cruise control here, like a, what was that? I don't know how many weeks ago that was. Yeah, they got a, they got a little bump in the road. And yeah, kinda, they did. Kind of definitely shook me. You know, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't know about what we got here. That like you said, Rudy Gobert, he's there playing against Jokic. I, I'm sure Jokic is going to become a primary just passing. I if you're looking yeah. for a, a bet to put on go Jokic over assist because he'll probably have it every game, I'd assume. Yeah. I'd assume he'd be further out away from the basket, kind of bring Gobert away from the basket as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The, the Nuggets are weird. They're <laughs> very just... weird. We talked about it. Michael Malone was calling them out, you know, yeah. and they were in cruise control. And, yeah, they haven't done anything. So they shouldn't be – there shouldn't be any kind of, like, mentality of, oh, we can take it easy and relax or whatever. 
you know, congratulations for getting the one seed, and that's going to be huge. You've, you've got home court advantage, um, you know, throughout the West. That's huge, yeah. but you got to prove, you know, now you got to go out and, and take advantage of it. And so we'll see, man. Um, yeah, I agree. I think they beat the, the Timberwolves. I think they beat whoever winds up getting the, the eighth seed, if it's Minnesota or New, New Orleans or OKC. But, um, yeah, if it's Minnesota, I think it's the toughest matchup. I'm going to say um, – yeah, I can I, see New Orleans giving them fits too, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's going seven. Like, I see what you're saying, and, and I kind of want to I kind of want to go that route, but – um, I don't know. I think it's going to, I'm going to say five, but I think yep. they're going to be five very competitive games. I think every game is going to kind of come down to the end. It's going to be a lot of different matchups, a lot of different like guys getting in and out of foul trouble and stuff like that. You know, both coaches will have to make a lot of adjustments and stuff like that. It's going to be kind of a grinded out series, but I, I feel like Denver is going to wind up taking it in like about five games. All right. Yep. I'm going against the green. I like Minnesota in seven. Upset them. Oh, wow. I, I think I Carl Anthony Towns is back. He looks great. Um, Conley over there, he's been looking good. Like, I, I don't know. They made some moves. They got the people there. I, I think they can do it. And I think Denver is going to do one of those just lulls. We see it. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like the last couple of years, too, as far as brackets and March Madness, We've seen these one seeds go down. It's been happening a lot, especially when there's so much parity within one side. I don't think Denver is that much better than any anybody in the entire Western Conference, honestly. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there, <laughs> Minnesota in seven. You know what's interesting too is um, the Timberwolves president of basketball operations, Tim Conley. He's the guy that came over from Denver. Um. So there's that connection there. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That would be a huge upset. Um man, that'd be that'd be nuts. I I get it, but um no, nah, I I I think Denver's gonna pull it out. Uh, but I do agree. I think it's gonna be really competitive. And yeah, if if Minnesota can turn things around, like you said, they have the personnel. They've got a lot of guys that they can throw at Jokic. Um, they can mix it up, you know. It's not gonna just be go bear chasing them around it's good they'll mix it up they'll use different guys yeah. um but i just think that mcdaniel's injury is going to really it you know, hurts it definitely yeah. hurts yeah but I, literally and figuratively yeah I, and, but I, and i also think i you see these teams they play the play-in games and they like i don't know they just they get a groove that the other teams have a little lull in their schedule it's and true see and obviously you know denver had a hard time with looking over teams when they're in cruise control. So, you know, maybe that happens. And I think Minnesota, well, I'll tell you what game one and makes it fun. So I'll tell you what, if Minnesota winds up losing and doesn't even make it into the playoffs, I'll give you a little redo. You can repick whoever between Denver and whoever they wind up playing. Yeah. I was going to say, if, if they end up, I definitely think it's going to be New Orleans. If OKC or like New Orleans versus Minnesota and that, that plan to play them. And, uh, if it's New Orleans, I would say Denver in seven. I don't think they just they're just slightly not there. But yeah, yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota, I'll take over Denver and seven. All right. probably good. against a lot of opinions. I should probably put some money on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, then the bottom part of this bracket in the West is a lot of fun too. Um. Memphis, yeah, the is. two seed, playing the Lakers, the seven seed, who just beats Minnesota in overtime to get that seven seed. I I keep going back and forth on this one. I know we talked off air. I like the Lakers in this one, um, and I think I liked them in six, but I'm changing my mind. <laughs> I think. I don't know why, though. No, hold on. Let me think about it. You go first. <laughs> you ready for this one? Yeah. Lakers in five. Wow. I don't like Memphis. I just I don't, don't think um, if they were at full strength, I would like them a lot, but I think their injuries now, they just don't have the depth and the Lakers are hot right now. They've the moves that they made at the deadline. It's completely transformed their roster. It's transformed their team. They're a, a totally different Easily. team now. Um, all of them. And they've, they fit well together. They look good. They trust each other that play the other uh, last night. 
I don't know if you saw where LeBron kicked it out to Schroeder and he hit the corner shot and then they were celebrating and stuff. Yeah. Man, they just they they look like they're ready to compete here and make a run. Um I don't have them going real deep, but I do have them coming out of the first round. I think they're going to beat the Grizzlies pretty easily. I think they're going to beat them in five. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. I like I, I liked the Lakers for a long time. Like you said, they were, they're hot, and I hate Memphis, so I definitely agree there. I hate the Lakers. I don't want them to win. I I like want to be wrong. I'm not trying to sound like I'm a Lakers fan because I'm not. I like Mem- but, I like Memphis. I like Memphis in seven. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it goes the whole way. I think that everybody goes, you know, Lakers. Uh, Personally, I hope you're right because I would love to see, you know, you know, we talked all about the Jaw situation. I would love to see him kind of come back, bounce back, and lead his team against the, you know, star-studded Lakers squad that everybody else is going to be rooting for. And, yeah, you know, the I ratings just, and stuff, they're all going to be wanting the Lakers to go out there and make a deep run. But I would love to see Memphis, you know, take yeah, it again, take advantage of that two seed, take advantage of that home court situation, you know, that, that, you know. Yeah, I guess that advantage. Yeah. I, I'm only going to say Memphis in seven because I see it. Yeah. Cause I feel bad without Steven Adams there. I don't like Memphis. I think they got a lot of problems there, but as far as coaching matchups, I don't think anything of Darvin ham. Um, I think Memphis has got the edge there as far as coaching is concerned. And then also Memphis with the just like, even when job wasn't, on the team and he was you know suspended and had his time off memphis was winning and they kept winning and i kept going man they're not gonna keep winning i thought sacramento was gonna move in the two spot and i thought memphis was gonna be three maybe even four i thought they were gonna drop a little bit and they didn't they just kept winning yeah so so with that said i think they just keep winning and yeah i think they take it in seven I just realized that both the Grizzlies and Lakers coaches, you know, Taylor Jenkins, Darvin Ham, they both come from that Coach Bud yeah. circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee, Atlanta, that whole connection. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That guy, oh, man. There's some – Coach Bud looks like uh, – what was that? Man, there's a cartoon. Um, I think it's called like Home Home Movies. I don't know if you ever saw that. <laughs> no. There's a, there's a coach in that one, Coach McGurk. You have to Google search <laughs> uh, Coach McGurk and just look at a picture. As soon as we're done here, I'm checking that out. He he look he reminds me of Bud big time. All right. Anyways, you should tweet that. <laughs> I think I have before. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll, but I'll I don't think out. from us though. I think it was oh, like okay. a personal like years ago. All right. But um. All right, and then my favorite matchup of the entire playoffs: the number three six Sacramento Kings, the Beam Team. Versus the number six Golden State Warriors. This one, I can't sleep at night thinking about this series. Same. Honestly, it's um, it's one of those series where I think it has so much implications on probably even the finals. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I don't know where to go with this one either. They're both uh, Sacram- Sacramento hasn't been as hot as Golden State has been here at the end of the year. Golden State's got all that experience. You picked Golden State to win the West um, yeah. earlier this year. And I think, man, I, I'm so pissed because I love Sacramento and yep. I love Sabonis. I, I love everything they're doing. I love, I just love it all. And they got the, they j- just drew the worst straw to end they up did. with Golden State in six. They, I yep. think they could be, I think they could be any team in the West, but Golden State. <laughs> but I still like them in seven. I like the home court. I think they they knock Golden State out. I think it, I mean these these over unders in this game. I don't know how high they're going to be. It's going to be like 160. Um, these teams are going to be scoring like 120, 130 points a game. And we saw Golden State struggle on the road throughout most of the season. So I think that comes into yeah. play in Game Seven. And I just think Sacramento can actually outscore them. I know Golden State can outscore them as well, but in a big race, seven games. I, I think I'll take the younger, more, you know, juiced up and ready to go Sacramento Kings in seven games. This is another one where I would like you to be right here, but I'm going to stick with my original prediction, at least for this round. And I'm picking Golden State. I'm going to say the Warriors in six. And main reason being, 
you know, we've seen what they can do in the past. They have all the experience. Um, if they, you know, if Sacramento comes out, if their fans are pumped up, if they go on a run, Golden State can, you know, they're, they've proven that they can make adjustments and they can bounce back. And, you know, all it takes is, you know, you steal one game on the road and now all of a sudden the home court advantage shifts. Um, Golden State's coming in pretty hot. They've won their last three games. They've won, you know, eight of their last 10. So, and that's that's without Wiggins. If Wiggins comes back and he's good, they said that he looks good in practice. You know, that could just be coach talk. You know, we've seen all that before. But in any case, I just think with the experience, the firepower, um, I'm sticking with the Warriors here. I'm going to say Warriors and six. It, and it it sucks because I agree with everything you said about the Kings. They've had a great season. They've gotten screwed on this matchup. Uh, I think against anybody else, they would have had a better chance. But I think this is the one team. And Golden State's going to have a lot of fans probably in Sacramento too because they're, you know, not that far apart. Yeah, so. I don't know. I know there's been a lot of talk on social media and stuff about, you know, doing their best job not to get tickets in the hands of Golden State yeah. fans. Um, yeah. Kings know. have a lot of fans too. They've got great fans. They've been very patient. We've talked about it. Um, you know, I'm rooting for them. It's going to be fun to watch. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Warriors here, at least for the first round. I was going to say Warriors, as far as the books, are favorite in six games. Warriors oh, there six. it is. So I swear I didn't look at the books before I, I made these picks. You're, uh, I know. You're, you're matching up pretty well. But yeah, yeah. I, it's it's funny because a lot of these matchups, you're calling a team, I'm calling a different team. I'm not surprised if it goes the opposite way. So Yeah, no, same. Um but, yeah, that's, and it's going to be fun to watch, man. It's it's going to be uh, – I think each game will have its own identity, you know. I think everybody's going to be pumped up. Um, I think the fans are going to be awesome, especially for, like, the Sacramentos and, the you know, the Memphises. And, man, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait yeah. to watch it all unfold. Yeah, I'll definitely I, – I can tell you personally well, – yeah, I don't know. Personally, I'm definitely rooting for Sacramento. Obviously, I got my voice a bonus over there, but I just I just like the fresh teams. I, I think they're kind of it's so funny because they're a three seed, but yet we're calling they're an underdog. That just it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's a predictions there. I was going to say I was going to kind of lay out the second round, but I think we did not disagreed, but we came up with different picks for um, almost every series. <laughs> but the Phoenix one. So that's fun. Um but yeah, I guess going forward, I personally we have our fantasy playoff draft this weekend, this coming Friday. Friday, two more days, so I, man. So I guess just going forward, obviously next week we'll talk about. Well, once we get to the second round matchups and know more about them, we'll talk about them then. But yeah. at this point, I guess what is your strategy moving forward as far as a fantasy playoffs? What teams, what players are you kind of strategizing to? So. Uh, it's a good question. I'm, I'm still in the process of figuring out my rankings. Um, it's going to come down to pick because, you know, we've talked about it before. My main strategy is if I've got a later pick and we've got, you know, a few teams picking off of like one or two teams, I usually like to go a different direction, um, you know, to try to change it up. And But it, it's all going to come down to, you know, who picks where. Um, I will say, you know, um, I'm a big fan of like the Bucks, the Celtics in the yep. East. So um, I'll probably be targeting guys off those teams early. Um, but again, you know, if I get a later pick and, you know, Giannis and Tatum, Tatum. and Brown and Holiday, those guys, you know, Brooke Lopez, if those guys are off the board, um, you know, I might go a different direction. Um in the West, you know, we said it's going to be it's going to be nuts, but um, yeah, man, you know, I, I I might stick with some of the Warriors, um, you know, might might look at some Lakers, uh, might look at Phoenix, yeah, uh, and maybe even Denver. You know, Jokic. It's a nine category league, so you got to always keep in mind that you you want guys that are are you know awesome nine cat players. But again, you want them to be around for you. You know, if they're awesome for one round, but then they're gone, like at some point, they're going to lose a ton of total value because these other guys who are still playing and putting up stats are going to pass them up. 
So um, it's tough, man, but that's what makes it so much fun. You know, we've talked about it, the strategy and, you know, I can't wait to get into it next week and talk about who we wound up picking and, you know, break down all the different rounds and, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of what we were thinking and what adjustments we made in our drafts. And, you know, we've talked about maybe getting some, some guests on here to come on and break down some of their picks and stuff too. So I can't wait to get into that. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, no, it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think exactly like you said, you target Milwaukee, you target Boston, because they probably have the quote unquote easier route to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I I would actually lean towards Boston just because I think they'll play more games. I think they'll, you know, like we said with Atlanta, I think Atlanta gets, you know, one or two. And then when they, if they end up make, meeting Philadelphia the next round, that one probably goes, you know, six, seven games. Yeah, that's then, a great point. I mean, you've got to kind of map it out. You got to kind of see, you know, what, what does everybody's path look like? You got to make some predictions, you know, who yeah. do you think is going to come out of these? And then, you know, how many games yeah, total games, it up? Yeah, games is huge because, I mean, you can, you can sweep somebody in the first round and then you've only played four games. You got four games of stats yeah. and somebody else has seven games then they actually win and move on. So I guess the only thing with the West to really consider is, you know, these all, any of these teams I think can win the first round. (laughs) So anybody you pick has the chance of getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah, man. Especially this year. It's, it's a absolute crapshoot. So uh, roll that dice. You know, exactly. (laughs) Time to go, Maryland. (laughs) <laughs> anyways um, well said yeah let me see if i can cue this up but yeah no this was pretty good that's exactly what we wanted to get through get through the first round matchup see what our predictions where we kind of differ yeah we'll come back to all this too and we'll see how it you know how it goes with our draft and you know we'll provide plenty of updates exactly so again uh, as always, we thank everybody for listening to Menace Podman. Um, you can find new episodes every week. Find us on Twitter at Menace Podman. And again, if you're into sports betting, um, go check out outlier.bet. Get a free seven day trial. Link is in the page. And then, uh, yeah, and thank everybody for letting us get this out there. Support us, leave us a message, give us a review. And if you like what you hear, I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Parliament.